The following audio is from Hope Hill Church. To learn more about Hope Hill Church, please visit hopehillchurch.org. A God who is willing to leave all that God had and lower himself and step into our mess and become one of us. Why? Because he loved us. The scriptures tell us that that we live in a broken world because of the sin that is in our lives. That My brother and I, 21 months apart, nobody had to teach us how to write. Nobody had to teach us how to read. Nobody had to teach us how to be selfish. Each and every one of us is born with sin. The scriptures say we're born separated from God and And God, a God who loves us so much, did not want to leave things that way. The scriptures tell us that that he, being a good shepherd, looked down into our world and saw us as sheep without a shepherd. So he came to his own. The scriptures tell us that when he came to his own, his own rejected him. They received him not, but to those who would believe in him and receive him, he would give the right to become children of God. We have Christmas today. We have a God who loves us. In spite of how far we feel from God, in spite of how many things we think we've done that are wrong, and you might sit there and say, Pastor John, if you only knew, you know what? I know my own sin. And I know that God loves me. I look throughout the pages of Scripture and I see broken, fallen individuals who God God chose and who God pursued. When Jesus came to this earth, he lived on the earth for a short 33 years. And he was accused of being a drunk, drunkard and a glutton. He was accused of having friends who were sinners and prostitutes and tax collectors because he said a doctor comes for those who are sick and not the healthy. And Jesus went and he poured out his love, spending time with those who desperately needed a Savior. I don't know about you, but I know that I'm one of those. A man in need of a Savior. A man in need of the love of a Father. A man in love of a God who would lower himself to the the point of coming to a place so messy as ours. Jesus told a parable of a good shepherd, and he said, if the shepherd is so good that if he had 99 sheep all taken care of and all put away and realized there was one missing, he would leave the 99 and go and find the one. Jesus would come even just for you. We have a God who loves us, a God whose love knows no bounds. Even his closest friends would betray him. There's a man named Peter who Jesus found one night, one morning after a long night of fishing, and he had caught no fish. He was a man who didn't quite make it in the Jewish synagogue. Back in those days, young men, if they had shown aptitude, they would be chosen to learn the deeper truths of the law and one day possibly become rabbis themselves. But Peter had not made the cut. 
is now going to take up the trade of a fisherman. And Jesus, on this one particular day, was out where Peter was fishing, him and his friends. And that night that had been out all night, and they had caught zero fish, none. That night changed Peter's life forever. For those of you that know the stories that involve Peter, Peter was the kind of guy who would often open mouth, insert foot. He would be a guy who would lose his temper. He would be a guy who would chop off an ear of somebody, even though he was standing right in front of Jesus. He would do a lot of things without thinking. And on the night, the 33rd year of Jesus' life, Jesus turned to Peter and said, it's time for time for me to accomplish. I was born for one reason. I was born to die for sinful people. Peter was like, there's no way. There's no stopping you. I'll give up everything. We will will fight. And Peter said, Jesus said to Peter, even you though, Peter, you will deny me three times today. Before morning comes and the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. No way. There's no way I'll ever deny you. later, Jesus was arrested. He was put through a mockery of a trial. Peter followed along behind as the guards took Jesus off to a place where they would would mock him, they would curse him, they would beat him up and say, Jesus, if you're really the Son of God, free yourself. And at any moment, Jesus could have. The scriptures say that at any moment, Jesus could have called down legions of angels. Jesus even told the the powers to be, those in in rule and in authority, he said, you have no power except that which my Father has given you. You're not taking my life from me. I'm laying down my life. And while he was on the cross, he looked down at those who were crucifying him. And he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That night, Born to give up his life in exchange for ours, to any who would believe and receive the love and forgiveness that he offers. Jesus, the good shepherd, came down to meet us in the midst of our mess, to be with us, to give us purpose, to give us joy, to give us peace and hope in the midst of our darkness. And Jesus would have come even with just One of the most beautiful stories that I love at the back of the book of John, chapter 21, the last chapter that John wrote about Jesus. Jesus has died on the cross. Three days have passed, and Jesus rose again in power and victory over sin and death, offering forgiveness to any who would believe in him and receive him. Jesus had appeared to his closest friends, Peter being one of them, two separate occasions, and now this would be the third. Peter, I'm sure in some ways, looked inside of himself and said, how could you deny your loving Savior? How could you deny your best friend that night when you denied him? And I'm sure in many ways he was sad and disappointed in himself. What was Peter before Jesus found him? What was his trade? He was a fisherman. He had left all of that for Jesus. Three years going with Jesus, seeing Jesus heal, seeing Jesus feed, seeing 
Jesus, give love. And in the moment, a young girl comes up to Peter while Jesus is arrested and being beaten. And the girl says to Peter, wait, didn't I see you with that man, Jesus? And Peter's like, go away, little girl, I don't know that man. No, 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 I'm sure, I think, I, I know for a fact, actually, I've seen you with that man, Jesus, before. And Peter's like, come on, I told you, go away. Let me just stand here and be warm by the coals of this fire. Leave me alone, little girl. I don't know that man. And she pushed one more time. No, I know you. I can, I can tell even by your accent, you, you've been with him. And at that third time, he cursed the girl out. I don't know him. Leave me alone. Jesus, standing just inside the gates where he was being tortured, looked outside and saw Peter. I'm sure he just crushed his heart. I can't imagine what the next 40 days of Peter's life. He had seen Jesus a couple times. He had celebrated that Jesus rose from the dead. But 40 days have passed, and now I'm sure he's doubting himself and he's wondering, Man, I went through all of that with Jesus, only to deny him. What's left for me? And he turns to his friends. In the book of Matthew, we're told that Jesus said, Hey, guys, I want you to go and wait for me. Go up on the mountainside. I'll be there shortly. But Peter says, You know what? I'm not going up there. He turns to his friends, and he goes back to what he used to do, fish. And in John chapter 21, Peter gets up, some of his friends follow him. They go out fishing. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, well, I guess we're going to go with you. So they went out and they got into a boat. And that night, they had caught how many fish? Exactly. Zero. Deja vu. What's going on here? Three years earlier, they had caught this very night, nothing. Jesus shows up on the shore early that morning. The disciples didn't realize he was there. And Jesus looks out to the boat and he says, Hey, friends, how many fish have you caught? Nothing, they said. And so he said to them, Throw your net on the right side of the there you will find some. In a moment, in an instant, they, they, divine deja vu. John, the writer of this gospel, automatically his eyes are open. This can't be a coincidence. That must be Jesus. And so he turns to Peter and says, that's him. I know it. I know that's got to be Jesus. And so Peter freaks out, thinking, doing before thinking. And he stands up in the boat. He puts his clothes on and he jumps over the side of the boat and starts swimming to shore. John's like, guys, sit down. Let's just row the boat in. And they finally get to shore. When they get there, Peter is, is, is the first to get there. And Jesus is there. And guess what is going on? He has built a fire over coals. And there are fish already goes over to Peter and he says, hey, Peter, you want breakfast? You know how Jesus makes breakfast? Breakfast. 
imagining how good a breakfast cooked by Jesus would taste. Peter walks over, and he sits down by the coals of the fire. And the others come on, and they bring their nets. And for some reason, the Bible tells us how many fish they caught, 153. Maybe that means something. One day we'll learn. But they bring their fish, and Jesus is like, come on, bring, bring some more fish. Let's, let's cook these fish and feed one another. As they sit there, I'm sure going on in Peter's mind, he's like, what do I do with this? I, I'm sitting here next to this man. I've given, I gave up my life. I gave up my career. I walked and left my fishing boat, my supplies to follow him for three years, and then I denied him. I was hoping there was going to be this great plan that he would have for my life. but And then Jesus says to him, Peter, do you love me? Of course I love you. Jesus, you know I love you. You're like a brother of mine. I, I love you. most of them are just translated love. If you look at the scriptures, do you love me, do you love me, do you love me? The first two times Jesus says, do you agape me? Agape is a love of father. Unconditional, cannot be earned, cannot be lost. It is always given. And Jesus asks this of, this of Peter, do you love me with everything? Do you love me with all that you are? Do you love me unconditionally? No matter what, will you always love me? And Peter's response back uses the word phileo, the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, phileo. Jesus says, do you agape me? And Peter says, you know I love you like a brother. I phileo you. And then the third time, do you love me unconditionally? Do you love me like a father? And Jesus says, do you? was hurt because Jesus had asked him a third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You have to know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted, but when you were old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you to where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which share that story with you tonight because I believe it's the story of Christmas. I believe the summary of Jesus' life is that God became flesh. He became one of us. He moved in to experience life as, as we have experienced, tempted in every way we've ever been tempted, yet without sin. And at the end of 33 years, he made it possible for us to become children of God by putting our faith and trust in him. He went to the cross in our place, took, his, took our sin, my sin, your sin upon himself, stretched out his arms, and gave up his life in exchange for ours. And if we would believe in him, 
receive his love and forgiveness. This is the gift of Christmas. Christ has come to love you, to pursue you. Peter had thought, man, I've denied my Savior. I've denied my Lord. There is no hope for me. And yet Jesus sits there, and he returns to the coals of a fire. Peter, over here, three years earlier, is standing around the coals of a fire, trying to stay warm, and denies Jesus three times. And Jesus returns him to the coals of a fire to say, I love you, Peter. And he says it to you here today. I love you. And no matter how far you think you are from God, God loves you, and he has a plan for your life. He wants to use you to help spread his love to this world. The gift of Christmas is Jesus. It's the new life and love that he offers to any who would receive it. And if you don't know that today, you can call out to him tonight and receive the gift of eternal life, forever changed and living in him. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your love for thank you that we don't have to earn your love. There's no amount of good works or good deeds or religious actions that we have to do to somehow appease you. You simply love. And God, I am grateful that you are a God of love. You are also a God of justice. And because of your justice, you knew that debt of our sin had to be paid. And you knew that we could not pay that debt, and so you sent your son to pay that debt for us by dying in our place, taking the punishment due to us upon yourself, giving up your life for ours. This Christmas, I again want to say only possible because of you. And I pray on behalf of those in this room right now who may have never understood this, that they would understand that you love them. And that here and now they would open up their own hearts to receive you as Savior and Lord. So if you have never called out to the Father and received his love and his forgiveness, then you can do it right now. The scriptures say that if you call out to Jesus as Lord, if you believe in your heart that God, that he died on the cross for you and rose again, that you will be saved. So here in the midst of this prayer, I urge you from your heart to cry out to Jesus and say, Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Forgive me for the sins that I've done. Come into my life. Make me new. Show me what it means to follow you. Help me to live in a way that others would see you in me. Thank you for dying on a cross for me and giving up your life for mine. And now, I give you my life.
God who would live and then give up your life and take our sin upon yourself and then rise again and offer new life and new beginnings. Thank you, Jesus, for this life. Thank you for new life. Thank you for salvation. And now help us as we leave this place to take your light into this dark world. Take your love and your be a blessing to others. If you gave your heart to Jesus today, let us know before you leave. I'll be up here at the front. would love to pray with you. Feel free to blow out your candles, and we'll see you.